0: Sam Prendergast.
1: He's Mr. Composure for the end of the game to bring a team from behind to win. You can't win anything with kids. You know, it was... I actually thought it was fantastic and I don't know if you can hold back the hype. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now.
2: OTB's Rugby Daily with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered to your door. Deliveroo. Food. We get it.
0: Welcome to Friday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack, and on the way, Greg McWilliams is out as Ireland Women's Head Coach. Two forwards make timely returns to the Munster team for their URC quarter final. Harry Byrne reaches a Leinster milestone as Leo Cullen rings the changes for Leinster. And Ireland's fate in the new Women's 15 competition is sealed. Rugby Daily is brought to you in partnership with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered to your door. Deliveroo, food we get it. First today, the IRFU this afternoon confirmed that Greg McWilliams is no longer the Ireland women's head coach. According to the Irish Independent, he told some players last weekend that he was leaving a position he's occupied since late 2021 when he replaced Adam Griggs. On Tuesday, the IRFU said they were still in discussions with McWilliams, but today his departure was made official. In a brief statement, the union confirmed that McWilliams has left his position as head coach by mutual consent and with immediate effect. The remainder of the management team, including John McKee and Niamh Briggs, will oversee operations until a long-term successor to McWilliams is found. The IRFU thanked him for his efforts over the last 18 months, wishing both him and his family well. It was confirmed today, meanwhile, that Ireland's wooden spoon finish in this year's TikTok Women's Six Nations has landed them in Tier 3 of the new Women's 15 competition, or WXV if you prefer. The autumn competition will increase the number of international games for all countries, doubling them in some instances. Joining Ireland in Tier 3 will be the loser of a playoff between Italy and Spain while Brazil and Colombia will meet to decide South American participation in Tier 3. Tier 3 will be split into two pools of three with promotion open to the second tier. The inaugural WXV is due to get underway in October of this year and we'll hear from 7-star Amy Lee murphy Crow later in the pod. Tyg Byrne will make his first appearance since February when he lines out at Blindside Flanker in Munster's URC quarter-final away to Glasgow tomorrow night. Byrne's been sidelined since the Six Nations win over France with an ankle injury. Orgy Snyman has also recovered from a head injury to return in the second row. They replace Alex Kendellan and Finian Witcherly respectively, both of whom dropped to the bench. So that Munster team in full has Mike Haley at full back. Calvin Nash and Shane Daly are on the wings. In the centre then it's Antoine Frisch and Malachi Fekatoa. Jack Crowley and Conor Murray are the halfbacks. Across the front row it's Jeremy Lockman, Dermot Barron and Stephen Archer. Jean Klein packs down alongside Orgy Snyman I'm in, in the second row, a blindside flanker. It's the returning Ty Burn. Peter O'Mahony switches to the open side and Gavin Coombs starts at number eight. For Glasgow, Richie Gray will earn his 100th cap for the Warriors. They have Olly Smith at full back. On the wings are Sebastian Cancellari and Kyle Stein, who captains the side. In the centre it's Sony Tuipolotu and Stafford McDowell, with Tom Jordan and George Horn their halfbacks. In the front row, it's Jamie Batty, Johnny Matthews and Xander Fagerson. Scott Cummings packs down alongside Centurion Richie Gray. Matt Fagerson is on blindside flanker, Rory Darge is on the open and Jack Mc will start at number eight for Glasgow. Leinster head coach Leo Cullen has made nine changes to the side that beat Toulouse for their URC quarter final with the Celtic Sharks tomorrow at the Aviva. Harry Byrne earns his fiftieth cap for the province and forms a half-back partnership with captain for the day, Luke McGrath. Kieran Frawley and Charlie Natai are set to start together at centre for the very first time. Dave Carney comes in on the wing for Jimmy O'Brien, while loose head Michael Milne replaces Andrew Porter. There's a fresh second-row partnership of Ryan Bird and Jason Jenkins. Max Deegan and Scott Penny come into the back row, with Caelan Dorris shifting to number eight. Leo Cullen says changes were warranted on a number of fronts. We do the group a
3: disservice if we didn't make changes and give other guys an opportunity, um, because the nature of the season, as we know, like there's so many moving parts and it's over such a long period of time, and you know some guys have been excellent in terms of getting us to where we are, um, and it's required a lot of players, um, and so then it's trying to get the right balance in terms of selection. And, you know, we we think we've. Uh, a really exciting group, um, and plenty of guys with a point to prove, and hopefully we'll see that. You know, I hope, hope really hope we see you guys because I, I know there's, you know, the previous week there's there's disappointed players not to be selected. So um, the group that we have, as I said, uh, you know, I think it's a, it's an exciting group, and you know, we really hope to go well because it's big. You know, we, we want to be successful on on, on both fronts, um, which is not easy. Um, you know, Sharks out of Europe, so you know they are a two week lead into the game, um, and every team is slightly different dynamic how they do things. You know, obviously, so you have to do your things your own way, um, but in terms of the the question, yeah, like it's you know some guys you're sort of making calls on how guys have pulled up from the previous week, but there's no show stoppers really with anyone at the moment, which is good. Uh, again, the backroom team worked hard to to make sure guys are in good shape for this stage of the season because. You know, like when we we're setting off at the very start of the season you're looking at this period of the season you'd love to be here having these conversations because there's no guarantees that you will be having these conversations but you know, the group they have done incredibly well to get to the home quarterfinal in the URC and you know now we know we're we're at a final here in a couple of weeks as well so um but again like it's sort of you know again it's week to week to week isn't it um and try and make some calls on the go and you know it's not like we going to the semi-final last week we had a clear idea like what we were planning on doing this week so you're sort of seeing how players turn up on Sunday and Monday and make some calls then
0: Sia Khaleesi may be missing due to an ACL injury but the Sharks side is still packed with Springbok internationals the likes of Lacanio Am Makosile Mpimpi, and Oxen all start tomorrow Cullen admits they're a daunting prospect with a potentially lighter workload too yeah like
3: you know, they've had a few disruptions as well um but
0: yeah the you
3: know, they've they've invested heavily in their in their squad. You know, it's no big secret, is it? So um they have that outside investment that are, you know, very ambitious, big plans for the franchise or club, whatever you want to call it. Um and they brought in, yeah, like some huge name players, um, top spring box so front row, yam like across the team, they've they've so much experience. So um yeah, no, it's gonna be great test for our guys.
0: So, that Leinster team has Hugo Keenan at full-back, Jordan Larmer and Dave Carney are on the wings in the centre, then Kieran Frawley and Charlie Natai. Harry Byrne and Luke McGrath partner in the half-backs. In the front row, it's loose-head Michael Minn, hooker Dan Sheehan and a tight-head Ty Furlong continues. It's a new second-row partnership of Ryan Baird and Jason Jenkins, with Max Deegan at blindside flanker, Scott Penny on the open and Caelan Dorris winning a sixty six cap at number 8. The Chiefs, meanwhile, made it 10 wins from 10 in Super Rugby this morning. Daniel Rona scored a pair of tries and a 52 points to 28 victory over the Highlanders at the Forsyth Bar Stadium. Soon-to-be Munster players Alex Nankevel and John Ryan both came off the bench for the Chiefs in that one. That was the Highlanders' seventh defeat of the season and leaves them in eighth spot in the table. Finally, let's hear from Ireland's 7 star, Amy Lee Murphy-Crow. She's been among the many sequestered away from the 15 squad as the Ireland women's 7s look to qualify for the Olympic Games in Paris. The final leg of the HSBC 7s World Series gets underway next Friday in Toulouse and Murphy-Crow spoke to our contractually obliged buck, Stephen Kisby-Green
1: we are focused on Olympic qualification that's this part of the journey that we're on Um, but like I said you as an athlete you never want to get too carried away with what's going on in the future and we know like at what's at hand right now is next week's prep going into the tournament the tournament itself how we get through that nailing things to allow our performances to be where we want them to be Um, so yeah I think that's like the mindset if I'm coming across right to Stephen sorry.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. That, that's, that's that's perfect. Um, then you also alluded to the, the last last events in Hong Kong not going exactly your way. You um, you actually came very close to beating one of the best teams in the world in Australia in the in the group stages, and then it, there was just a bridge too far in the quarterfinals. Um, you've basically faced Australia every at, at least once every tournament this year, and as I um, they're one step below New Zealand and being like the, the best team in the world. Do you think you have their number now a little bit? I mean, just one try in it in the in the group stages in Hong Kong. Uh, do do you think you can get over that line if you were to face them in a in a knockout stages or, or in the uh, yeah in knockout stages this uh, this this weekend? Um,
1: yeah, we had a really close game with them in our pool game. Um, we showed a lot of what we're about, like hard work, being able to move the ball, to defend as a team, to be as connected as we as we can be as possible. Um, look, I think any high-performance team wants to strive to beat the best in the world. And I think that every team chases to be the best in the world. So wanting to beat the best, wanting to play and perform against them. And I think that's how, like, you would look at a game like that. Um, you might go into it thinking, oh, we're going to win this game. You go into it and you play it moment by moment and, win each moment whatever is out in front of you um, so that's how you would we would look at like how we would take on the best in the world essentially
2: but do you have any sort of plans or strategies in mind for going up against the, 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 the likes of an Australia or a New Zealand or even a France and, um, have you specifically set up game plans to target those big the, the, like the biggest teams in the world or are you focusing on your own um, game plan and your game plan will beat everyone else no matter who they are
1: Um, Well, you kind of alluded to to yourself, actually, like we, we have like an Irish way of playing. So like we don't want to go too far off script on that because that's what we do best. That's how we perform. That's how Ireland play. But there's little bits maybe in a set piece or... Um, a defensive system that we might look at or an attacking system that you might look at um, where we could get the edge on the team. So like you don't want to change your game plan massively um, because ultimately your game plan is about the strengths of the team and you don't want to go away from the strengths of the team.
2: No, that's, that's fair enough. And then lastly, for me, if I may ask a little bit about something that didn't sevens related specifically, but linking back to the 15s um there has been a lot of talk obviously with the six nations that uh, that happened um there was a lot of talk about bringing sevens players back and um basically an idea that sevens is slightly less as important as the 15s game at the moment which i know a lot of the sevens players and the sevens management don't agree with so do you is there anything you want to say like um do you think Sevens not, is not getting the respect by the wider uh, Irish media or wider Irish public as maybe the Fifteens get? And is there anything that you want to say? Can can we change that?
1: Um, I think we'll be able to change that ourselves. Um, there is obviously a narrative out there that goes around. like, But, you know, we ourselves can control that by performing well and playing well at tournaments. We saw it last year once we got to the final and started to get medals. Like people were jumping on board and like had a huge following for us. Um, but yeah, I do think like we we'll, we can um, strive to do that, to, to change that ourselves as players. We don't want it to be a 15s versus sevens because that's just not what it's about. This is just about women's rugby, wanting to grow women's rugby in, in Ireland. And, you know, it's it's not even just about women's rugby. It's about growing women's sport and getting younger girls to play sport because ultimately that's what this country wants. We're a small little island, little fighting Irish island and we punch well above our weight in so many sports.
0: That's it for today's and indeed this week's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feed for all of our latest rugby podcasts. First, my name is Richie McCormack and I'll be back with more Rugby Daily for you next week. Till then, have a great weekend.